G'day friends, Jamin here. A quick reminder about the upcoming live events in Melbourne and Brisbane, Unhindered, How to Be Free from Insecurity Before You Are 40. You can check out the details on the events tab of my website, jaminfraser.com. Tickets still available the 30th of October in Melbourne and the 1st of November in Brisbane. Hope to see you there. You're listening to The Insecurity Project, solving the insecurity problem at a global level. This podcast is a mixture of interviews, coaching sessions, and personal development content. You'll hear me chat with experts, authors, speakers, and individuals who've gone on to do great things in their life as a result of working through their insecurity. You'll hear brave souls being willing to have a live coaching demonstration recorded where they work through their insecurity. And you'll hear 10 Minute Tuesday, which is a chance for me to deliver high quality personal development content to help you on your journey. I hope you find it useful. Now on to today's show. G'day folks, Jamin here, 10 Minute Tuesday time. This week I'm talking about the importance of sleep. Uh, The next interview I'm doing is with uh, positive psychologist Ellen Jackson. I've already recorded the interview, it's not live yet. But part of that conversation, she talked about having a baseline for mental health and use the acronym MEDS, so making sure you take your meds. Now, those letters stand for mindfulness, exercise, diet, and sleep. So the point being that if you take care of these things, uh, it gives you a baseline to then de- uh, to then work on deeper psychological mental health issues. If, you, if you're not operating from that baseline, your, your brain is in survival mode, and you don't have any extra room to be thinking about self-esteem, building your own life, making quality choices, actually getting ahead. You're just surviving. So those four things are really, really important to take take care of. And from there, then you can keep working on your soul. So, um, you know, mindfulness, the idea of being external to your mind, meditation, I think that's very socially acceptable these days. We kind of get that's not woo-woo. That's actually science-based and really important. And getting out of your own head and being external to your own thought life is, is very useful and very practical. Exercise, again, very socially acceptable that we need to keep our bodies active. You know, walking 30 minutes a day, being at the gym, running, riding, swimming, whatever you do, but we kind of get that exercise is important. Diet, again, socially acceptable. The fact that obesity is a massive problem, uh, health is very important. Lots of people focusing on nutrition and and diet and health uh, and um, eating whole foods and plant-based and, you know, vegan and paleo diets, all, all kinds of interesting things around diet, but we kind of get that what we eat is very important and it affects how we feel. Sleep, however, seems to be far less socially acceptable. I think we still live in a world where uh, we are rewarded for drivenness, for busyness. It's it's still weird to be seen to be resting. We don't do rest very well as a whole, I don't think. You know, again, the, the classic greeting when you go down the street is, how are you going, busy? And the correct answer is, yeah, geez, I'm busy. Oh, holy smokes, I'm busy. I'm so busy, I can hardly scratch myself. Oh, fantastic, you're a very important person then. Oh, great, excellent. Um, you know, I love answering no to that question. Uh, in fact, my favorite response to, how are you going, busy? Or what are you up to, Jamin? Or what are you doing right now? I, I love to say, oh, I'm just stuffing around, uh, eating chips and watching Netflix. Um, <laughs> but the point of the story is sleep is just as important as all the others, but it, it kind of... Uh, requires some attention because it's not that acceptable yet. So five years ago, I took a sabbatical year. 
the idea of I had I had to find a way to break out of this drivenness, busyness, flog yourself to death, work so hard to, to try and get ahead. And I could see that it had the potential to give me more financial success, but it would cost me every other form of success. And I wasn't prepared to do that. So I didn't know how I was going to earn any money in, in that year, but I just knew I had to find a way to do life better because this wasn't working. So I took a year off and for three months, I just did nothing. And it was the most stressful three months of my life. It was more stressful than just being flat out. Uh, and it kind of um, led me to a breakthrough around developing a rhythm of rest, which I think has been one of the most significant changes in my life, where I got to, got to redesign my life based on uh, the way I wanted to, to create lifestyle first. And I discovered that managing my energy, not my time, was actually really productive. And that uh, I set up my day to include fun, and rest and work and play and high energy and low energy and high intensity and low intensity to create this rhythm where I don't have a day off but every day has both rest and work in it which which actually works really well for me and so sleep learning how to sleep was a big part of doing that whole healthy lifestyle piece so wanted to just touch on a few important discoveries I've made around sleep, the importance of it. And you might think, what's sleep got to do with insecurity? Well, it turns out it has a fair bit to do with insecurity. Firstly, that if you're not getting sleep, your mental health suffers and the world gets dark very, very quickly. So you know what it's like to be rested and refreshed. You're much more likely to have positive thoughts about yourself and the world uh, when you're sleep deprived, everything is hard. So, I mean, that's the first point, but there's a there's a bunch of other things. So um, let me just give you a few ideas around the importance of sleep and then we can tie it into the insecurity project. Uh, so I love Newton's second law, I believe, which is the law of conservation of energy, which says energy is neither created nor destroyed, just transferred. So you can't actually rob Peter to pay Paul when it comes to sleep. If you're burning the candle at both ends of the spectrum, as Catherine Kim would say, you're actually it's going to catch up with you eventually. There's only so many withdrawals you can take from the bank to keep running metaphors here before the bank is empty. So, sure, if you stay up late tonight and get up early tomorrow, you actually can't keep doing that indefinitely. It catches up with you. So we need a certain amount of sleep to perform at our best. And if you take sleep out of the bank today we well, got to put it back tomorrow you have to catch up or you're in sleep deficit the, st- the studies say which means we're operating at a very very low level so working out how to get eight eight hours sleep a day maybe spread over a nap in the afternoon and some sleep in the night whatever you need to do it's actually a really really important part of functioning at your best um, also when you sleep well you, you drop into deep sleep the, or REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, and that's that's where you dream. Um, dreaming is actually a really important part of maintaining a relationship with yourself. It's a chance for your subconscious to communicate freely with you. I talk to a lot of people who don't dream very often or, or at all, and I think part of that is that they don't sleep very healthily. There's not a lot of sleep happening, so they're not dropping into that deepest level of sleep, and so dreaming is very short, if at all. Uh, dreaming is very important it's a beautiful way of communicating with yourself and you know so much about doing life well is summarized in the idea of rapport with self and that beautiful relationship with yourself and I think that is manifest by healthy sleep if you have peace internally you sleep well if you are at war with yourself you don't sleep well so evidence of doing life well is being able to sleep freely and easily uh, the, the idea of sleep being important is the ability to turn off 
uh, a great quote, and I'm, I really hate quoting gold without referencing it, but I'm going to do it here. Uh, most people live between the on and the off switch because they don't know how to turn off. So it seems like they're on, but they're actually in power saving mode, uh, to use a, a, a smartphone metaphor. Um, the, the idea of being on and off means that you can't be both at the same time. You're, you're either fully on and totally engaged, and then you have the ability to turn fully off and detach and switch off and rest. Rest is uh, a very important part of peak performance. Sleep is about self-permission, not self-discipline. So uh, because it's so co- so um, socially acceptable to work hard and drive yourself, and that's kind of how we prove our importance, uh, it requires a real internal reference point and owning your value and worth, which is a massive part of the insecurity piece, to have done the work around validating yourself with nothing to prove and nothing to defend. So you don't need anyone else to say so, anyone else's approval about how you're going to live your life. You're able to do what's best for you. So uh, if that means having a sleep when others think you should be working, well, you're okay to do that because you don't really need anyone else's opinion. And it's all about giving yourself permission to go where the life is rather than trying to get ahead by disciplining yourself just to work harder. Uh, now, I think, you know, some people use sleep as a form of hiding or escape. That's not what I'm talking about here. This is a pushing into rest and life and love and rapport and permission. Uh, the, the people who perform at their peak definitely manage their energy, not their time. And so sleep is a big part of energy. I, you know, it's fascinating the the idea of peak performers and naps. Um, I, I love a nap. In fact, I, I have a nap probably four or five days a week. And uh, and as my head hits the pillow, I've got an alarm that's set. If, you know, if anyone's with me and my alarm goes off, I often get a, a, a laugh from friends when they see that on my phone. Um, but 2.30 every afternoon, the alarm goes off. It's nap time. And I go, yes, nap time. And as my head hits the pillow, when I do my sleep routine, I'm eye mask, mouth guard, fan, dark room, nice pillow. Um, I say to myself, I love my life. And that's the last words I say before I drift off to sleep. And I, I love the idea of not just a 10 or 20 minute lap. I love the idea of having a full sleep cycle of full 90 minutes, which is a real treat. Um, but it's interesting looking at the patterns of, of peak performers and, and napping. So many people who've done amazing things in life have integrated an afternoon nap into their daily regime. In fact, listening to the uh, the Flow Genome Project uh, on, the, on Glenn Carlson's podcast this week, uh, talking about uh, rhythms, natural rhythms that... Uh, research suggests that we are at our most effective in the morning and at our least effective in the afternoon. That's not just uh, you know, a thing that you might experience on your own. It's, it's a generalization that we all lull after lunch. That's a thing. So to try and do your best work then, it's, it's not going to happen. It's, it's much more realistic to give yourself permission to rest. And, and you know, some nations even build that into their culture. The, the afternoon siesta is a part of a lot of European nations. They, they kind of get that uh, resting there where you're already at a lull makes a lot of sense. So the point of the story is um, sleep is important and it's going to require you to give yourself permission because it's still not socially acceptable. No one else is going to give you permission to be having naps. People are going to be telling you you need to work harder and do more. That's what they're going to be saying. So it requires you to do the work around owning your value and worth, become the adult in your own life, reference your own opinion, and allow yourself to go where the life is and prioritize healthy sleep in your life. I hope that's useful. I'll talk to you again next week. 
You've been listening to The Insecurity Project. If you're interested in finding out more about dealing with your own insecurity, check out the 30-day online Overcoming Insecurity Bootcamp. It combines high-quality frameworks with one-on-one coaching to help you eradicate the fear of not being good enough and give yourself permission to really flourish in life. For more information, check out jamonfraser.com.